Hey, everybody, it's JT from Grilling at the Green. John Breaker and the great folks at Birdie Ball have a short time offer for all of you listeners. You just go to birdieball.com, and when you place your order, there's a place on that form for a discount code. Use G-A-T-G. That's G-A-T-G. Of course, it stands for Grilling at the Green. And you will get 20% off anything you order from birdieball.com. Now, it's a short-time offer. It expires in about a week, so you want to get on it. Go to birdieball.com, place your order, uh, use the code G-A-T-G, and get 20% off. You heard it here on Grilling at the Green. This is Grilling at the Green After Hours, the conversation that took place after the show ended. Hi, everybody. It's JT, and this is a special version of Grilling at the Green. Grilling at the Green is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome back to the After Hours portion of Grilling at the Green. I'm JT. Today, we're talking with Keith Jarvis, my Twitter buddy of all things from New Jersey, uh, Keith is an instructor. You've seen him on Golf Channel. He's done the TPI stuff. He used to work at ESPN. You got a long storied history there, my friend. Long one. So we had our, uh, she, she comes on the show about every year and a half or so, Shawnee Harley last week talking about mental toughness. I think that uh, to me, that's the most important thing in the game of golf. It is just so, um, I either have 50,000 thoughts going through my head or it's blank. You know, I can't, I can't find a happy medium, although I have trained myself to focus on one thing and that works out pretty good. But anyway, you wanted to talk about that. Uh, and you're instructing your students on, on mental toughness and that. Yes. Um, how do you do that? What do you prescribe doctor? So I was taught the fluid motion factor by Steve Yellen. Um, and I would highly recommend two books to everybody. The first book is Steve's book, which is called Simplicity. The second book is Pia uh, Nilsson and Lynn Marriott's book, Be a Player, because you have to have the human skills also. I went through their program called Super Coach during COVID. But, but let's talk about simplicity, because like you said, you're behind the ball. Do this, don't do that. You're walking into the ball. Do this, don't do that. You're setting up to the ball. Do this, don't do that. You're getting ready to swing. Do this, don't do that. It's exhausting, right? Yeah. You can't play like that. So the cool thing about simplicity and um, is that it it teaches you. So let's let's this is the thing. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a sports psychologist. I don't teach psychology. I teach neurology, okay? And what we know about the brain is that every swing you've ever made is stored inside of you in the cerebellum, actually in the basal ganglia, right? So let me just ask you this. Can you remember the last time you ever hit a perfect drive? Mm, Yeah, last Wednesday uh 16th hole but prior so so what course what course langdon farms here just south of portland okay so i was going to ask you what hole but you already told me so last wednesday 16th hole wyndham farms langdon langdon farms yeah um what was the weather like that day cold uh clear but cold okay um 
And uh, was just that was just about the time we were uh, heading in and the wind came up. So it got colder. Everybody was reaching for their vests or yeah. hoodies or whatever. But I that's yeah. one, one I hit. OK. And then um, who were you playing with that day? Three friends. Uh, one one fellow was a fireman. He was a walk on. We became friends. Uh, two other people that I've played with many times. One man, what, one woman. What yeah. were you wearing that day? Uh, black trousers, uh, golf pants, uh, yeah. a, uh, a white golf shirt, a gray sweater. And then I had two, I had a vest and then I had another pullover. And I had actually my in and out burger hat on that day. I love it. Yeah. Love in and out burger. Okay. So, um, and then what was the ball flight? Like, was it low, medium, high? Now this one was pretty high. I'm not a big, I'm not a high ball hitter, but this is what surprised me. Cause I must've done it all correctly, or at least in my version of correctly. Yeah. Cause it took off like a spotted ass ape and went way up in there. <laughs> and, and, uh, I suppose it went down there about, 250 to 265 you know it wasn't the longest one i've ever hit but it was just tracked on and it just the trajectory was pretty in fact one of the guys said i said that's i think that's the best drive you've hit all day so (laughs) you know that kind of that that sticks with you okay so but where do you think that sticks with you at it sticks with you in the brain right so i took you through a process to help you remember one of the best drives you've ever hit, you can remember a lot of stuff about it, where you were, what the weather was like, what the ball flight was like, what you were wearing, right? right. So that's stored in the brain. So the way, the way this works, the way fluid motion factor works is we teach you to be able to access swings you already own, right? If you've hit a perfect drive before, your brain never forgets it, but maybe when you get to the team and you're, and you're on the check, we call it checklist city. Do this, don't do that. Right. I'm walking up to the ball. Do this, don't do that. All these things. So what happens is the brain is sending a signal to the motor system. We're going to hit driver here on the 16th tee. And as long as nothing else interferes, you just hit driver on the 16th tee without any other influence. Right. But if, but if checklist city pops in, then it's interrupting the signal from the brain to the motor system. It says, oh, wait, don't forget. You got to do this. Don't forget, stay still. Don't forget, keep your head down, keep your left arm straight, whatever it is. And as soon as that happens, you're only accessing 40 bits of information from the brain at any given time. Now, if you can go straight from the brain to the motor system, you're accessing 11 to 33 million bits of information at any given time. And that's your fast switch muscles, your fine motor skills. Now, you know, could there be some psychology on top of that? Of course, but this is just based on taking the swings you already own that are already inside of you and teaching you how to pull those swings when you need them. Right. So um, I can tell you this right before COVID we did uh, Joe Bosco, who was another guy that helped me along with uh, fluid motion besides Stevie Allen. We taught two one day golf schools up here in uh, New Jersey. He he flew up here and we did them together. And, um, we had separate clients each day. We maybe we had six or seven one day, I think five or six the second day, different clients, no mechanical instruction at all. 
just fluid motion factor. And within a week, um, everybody shot the lowest score of their life. Huh. So when I, when I learned how to do this, I said, I never want to teach golf instruction anymore ever. I just want to teach this. My kid, the kid I coach, I, I've only coached him online. He came uh, for, a, for a weekend for two days to work with me up here. His parents brought him here. I uh, he lives in Virginia. He, um, he um, doesn't need me mechanically, right? I'm tweaking stuff, but he's into mechanics. So that's kind of the hard part. So we dove into fluid motion. I spent, I spent a half a day with him on mechanics in two days. And the rest of the time I spent with him on fluid motion. Um, I've only coached him online, just videos back and forth. Uh, I talked to his family and him uh, at least once a month, sometimes twice a month. They fly me down to Pinehurst to the Teen World Championships, our first tournament ever together. Um, he struggled a little bit. He goes back home. He gets a second, a third, a win. Um, and then he wins the state championship. Uh, I'm going back down there next month for a couple of days to continue coaching, but like fluid motion factor is the thing. And I don't care what your handicap is. If you can't break the hundred or you can't break 90, you can't break 80, get Steve's book, DM me, like I'll help you walk through it. Like golf instruction is complicated. It's yeah, the it instruction. Is. It's the instruction that's complicated. All the motor learning scientists are telling us to shut up and show that person what you want them to do. Because think about this. When you were a kid and you saw somebody playing kickball, or you saw somebody throwing a baseball and you said, hey, dad, mom, brother, sister, cousin, uncle, whatever. Will you show me how to kick that ball? Uh, will you teach me? Right. Will you teach me? Right. And what is the What does the person say? They put a ball on the ground. They say, now watch me. I want you to pay attention because this is important. I'm going to show you how to kick a ball. Are you paying attention? Now what? Look at me. Pay attention. And they kick a ball. They kick it down the field. They say, now go get it and bring it back. You run <laughs> down there and bring it back. And they say, okay, now you try. You can't do it, right? Not very good. So he says, okay, I'm going to show you one more time. Now stand right there and pay attention. Kicks another ball. Brings you back after you run down and get it, bring it back. Couple couple minutes later, you can kick a ball. Can you kick it as far as possible? No. And that's kind of where my instruction goes. Teach players what the best players in the world have in common. Now, could there be some sophistication on top of that? Yeah, of course. And sure. there is the kicking a ball or throwing a ball or whatever. But when somebody teaches you to throw a ball, they say, okay, now look, I'm just going to hold it like this and I'm going to throw the ball, right? They throw the ball. You go get it, you bring it back. He says, they try to throw it. It goes up in the air, it goes behind them, whatever it is. Say, no, hold it like this. And now just throw the ball. So the motor learning scientists will say that when we're younger, we learn most of the motorsports we learn by copying somebody because the eyes see it, the brain processes it, right. writes the basic neurological program for you to be able to copy me, Right. Now, is there some sophistication on top of that? Of course. Maybe there is. Maybe there's not. I shouldn't say, of course. I should say, maybe. Maybe not. Maybe it's perfect. I used to use, am I talking too long? No, you're fine. I used to use this app called Copy Me Golf, but it started in swimming. 
And so what it was, was you could pick a tour player that they had a video of and you'd put on a VR headset and I'd slide my phone in it and you'd watch Rory McIlroy or Tiger Woods or whoever, Jason Day, make swings from the front and then make swings from down the line. And you'd watch 30 of those as it played some music. And then I'd put blackout swim goggles on you and lead you over to the mat. And I'd say, okay. And I'd film you before. And then I'd say, okay, now make a swing. And I'd videotape that swing. Yeah. Like it would blow you away. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I know that uh... we learn, we learn motor skills by modeling, not by external information. Right. I mean, that's, I think that's true, not only in golf, but in everything we do, because we are visual people, you know, we, we all learn different. We all learn different. There's right. visual kinesthetic and um, visual kinesthetic and audio, right? Those are the three main ones. So we all do learn different, but the motor learning scientists are telling all of us golf pros to shut the hell up and show them because they'll learn faster if we show them. Yeah, I believe that. I mean, back when I was in the horse business and I had a student that didn't understand what, and I didn't know any of the, what you were just talking about. This is just the way we did it. I'd say, okay, get off. I'd hop on their horse and I could show them in a minute what they were supposed to do and what the effect was that we wanted, the desired effect and all that. You, after you did that a couple of times, they normally got it. We didn't, I didn't yeah. have all the descriptive, um, you know, analysis that you just went through, but I know it's true of what you speak, my friend, because yeah. I, I did it, but just in another situation, where do you think we are in? And this is a question I ask everybody. Where do you think we are in the, in the golf world, in the golf business right now? Um, well, you mean as a player or as a equipment or what, what? No, the industry in general. We saw like at, for out here, we saw a huge spike in rounds played since COVID. The, the they're selling tons of equipment, not so much in the pro shops, but um, you know, online or at fitting centers like Champion and, and different things like that. But in the Northeast, where you are, uh, at least you're in the Northeast, according to our directions and maps yep. um yep. what do you see back there so i would say that i would say that science is changing right we know we can hit it farther we know that if we get the right club in our hands we can hit it farther um there's so many uh ways to go now we're not stuck where we are um i use an app um that teaches players how to shoot the lowest score of their life. It shows them where their weakness is. It's very comprehensive. Um, my program's called Project Even Par. My players break their personal best time and time again. Like, I keep trying to, you know, promote this. I'm like, if you can't break the 100, like, you know, yeah. <laughs> you're missing the boat. So I think scores are going to come down. I think even I saw recently the average USGA handicap for men was a 14. Now, maybe people that have a higher handicap that don't report or because they're not members of the club or they don't, yeah, they don't, yeah. um, you know, they don't post scores, but I think the average golfer still cannot break a hundred. The average handicap, according to the USGA is a 
14 point something for men, but still like, I don't know, 30 for women, which is, means they can't break 100. Um, but I think we know so much more now than we than we did, right? I mean, I've been using 3D since the 2000s. I was one of the first coaches to ever get a K-Vest. So uh, I worked for Phil Cheatham and, and uh, at his lab in, in Scottsdale, or Phoenix, Arizona, called uh, Skill Technologies at the time, right? He's one of the lead guys for Titleist and and for AI Sportsbox, which is what I'm going to be using now. I can take a video and drop it in AI Sportsbox and do a 3D analysis on them without them even having KVest anywhere in the world. So um, we just know more now, right? I mean, I I don't know if you've seen my video, The Fast Five, but I'll send it to you. Okay. So five shooting hacks you need to know to play the best golf of your life. And you know where we start? Skimming the ground. If you can't skim the ground on every swing you make, then you're going to, then you're not going to be able to play your best because the ball's this big, a little over an inch. It sits on the ground. It doesn't move. So if you're not skimming the ground to get the ball in the air, you're killing yourself. Now, the next piece would be learning to skim the ground in the right spot. So we know that because the club's an arc, players hit the ball first. And then take the divot. They're not chunking behind it. Taking right. the divot behind. So that would be the next piece. If you can't skim the ground number one to get every ball in the air, and you can't skim the ground the right spot to hit the ball first and then make the divot, can't hit it far enough. Right. So it's science now, man. <laughs> I, on my website, I think it says there, uh, Project Even Par. There is a formula, and we know what it is. I mean, come yeah. on. Let's, yeah. let's if you really want to be a good golfer, you find the right guy. Um, you can do it. There you go. But but but, but I got to tell you, yeah. If anybody says I got to, oh well, your grip this or your stance or whatever, I got to call BS on that. <laughs> like I can take any player that has any grip whatsoever and teach him to hit the ground every time and hit every ball in the air, and then I can teach him to hit the ground the right spot where the divot's in front of the ball and teach him to hit it far before I adjust their grip. Like, if somebody is giving you a grip lesson, and I know I'm going to catch a lot of slack for this, and honestly, I don't care, put your player up against my player, take, let's take two beginners and see who can help them the fastest. I will help them the fastest. Um, and just, like, the old fundamentals for history, grip, stance, posture, alignment, ball position. Right. Right. You look at the best players in the world. Does anybody hold it the same? Does anybody stand the same? Does anybody align their bodies the same? Some align open, some align closed, some align, some align parallel. Um, does anybody have the same posture? Some have lower hands, some have higher hands. Does anybody have the same ball position? I'll tell you this, based on 25 years of research of 150 of the best players in the world, they only move the ball about three inches from driver to wedge unless they're trying to get some kind of special shot. So because the lead shoulder is the top of the radius of the arc, and when the arm's in line with the shaft, that's the bottom of the radius of the arc, you got to keep the ball close to the low point of where it's going to bottom out, especially with the longer clubs. If you got a driver and you got it back, you're going to hit down, you have more spin. You're just, you're not going to be able to hit it as far, right? You got to come in more level to use that loft. If you got a 10 degree driver and you're coming in five degrees down, what kind of driver do you have? Can you get it in the air? Maybe you can pop it up in the air with a lot of backspin, but 
little pop flight uh, shortstop. There you go. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, KeithJarvis.com is your website. KeithJarvisGolf.com. Okay. I'm a, golf, I'm a Golf Channel Academy lead instructor in New Jersey, Golf Coach of the Week on the Golf Channel. And um, our new program is Project Even Par. We use an app. We can coach it anywhere in the world. So if you're struggling, you can't break 190, 80, 70, whatever it is, jump on it. There you go. Thanks, Keith. I appreciate it. Um, folks, we'll be back next week with another After Hours. Until then, go have some fun, play some golf, and be kind to each other out there for once, would you? Take mean care. people suck. <laughs> they do. All Thanks, right, man. Thanks All for right. having me on. I appreciate it. It's such no, an honor. No worries. And I'll uh, when things get cleaned up and ready to post, I'll send them to you, okay? Send have you a link. Have a wonderful day. You too, Keith. Take care, day. buddy. Thank right, you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.